us, knock them on their backs, put them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side. for the Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. Back to BDST from the U Club here at Virginia Tech. Great to visit with uh, Michael Bordens. This has been a, a good day. Good morning so far here. A lot of folks are here now enjoying their breakfast as we've talked about the uh, backdrop of the stadium. So a lot of folks... Uh, lingering about uh it's time now for the roth report here on bdst from the talk of the new river valley wrad it's time for the roth report presented by the university club of virginia tech blacksburg's premier private club and event venue now along with virginia sports hall of famer and current espn broadcaster bill roth here's rick watson and we welcome you back with Bill Roth down, uh, still all our way here, not live in person. I miss him, but uh, still with us on the Roth Board. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? Good morning. What do you think of the University Club? Isn't that an incredible addition to our community and uh, an amazing uh, place? You've been telling me about it, and it is. It's it's terrific, man. I mean, I got to meet you up here sometime for breakfast. This is great. I mean, and you're right with the stadium out here and the sun rising. It is just it's it's perfect. You're right. We needed right. something. Well, yeah, the vistas, the stadium on one side, and then even in the afternoon now when the sun sets behind you over there on the west, uh, over the uh, lacrosse soccer stadium, that's really impressive too. But the uh, the people are incredible the, who work there. The food is amazing. It's a great place for fellowship, whether it's a private event if we've been talking about and as Mike mm-hmm. has been mentioning with you here this morning. So I just think it's something that our, our community really, really needed. And, and we have it now. Someone comes in from out of town, you have a real five-star place. If it's a, a VIP, um, another five-star place to take that person. Well, no doubt. And that's kind of what Michael mentioned, too, how they're about a year old and you see how successful the programs have been and how they were packed out during the regionals. I mean, it's just great. It's terrific. And everybody's been very nice to us. So uh, you're doing OK this week, right? That was great, by the way. Thank you so much. Uh, you and uh, Mike Burn up uh, last week down there in Florida together. That yeah, was great. Yeah, Mike, Mike got back. Uh, I'm still down in Florida, but uh, Mike, Mike uh, is back home. Next week is uh, ACC media kickoff days in Charlotte. So. There's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, not much of it's in Blacksburg this week uh, and we're next week, but there's a lot of stuff happening. You know, I wanted to start today, Rick, with some expansion talk. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten some texts and and I, I hear the chatter. I think that, number one, expansion has replaced 
uh, recruiting as the one topic that that maybe people don't know that much about, but want to talk about, right? People always <laughs> sure. want to talk about recruiting, and and that kind of takes up the summer. And this year, it, it's it's expansion and panic. And I think we talked about this last week. Well, no one really knows what's going to happen, right? Nobody, like not even you or me or the people oh, involved, oh. right? We don't know um, what it's going to happen long term. We, we it, There is no need to panic right now in the ACC because of the grant of rights that runs through 2036. And... And I've seen a lot of, and, and some columnists have written some stuff that isn't 100% accurate either, and, and that may have caused some angst about fans. But for for 14 years now, the ACC owns the broadcast rights for all of its members, right? So even if another league were to offer membership to someone who's in the ACC right now, okay, which we don't think happens because mathematically no one's going to bring $100 million annually in revenue. Right. Right. Potentially Notre Dame, but but mm, Notre Dame maybe maybe not. Right? There is no buyout. There is no we'll pay the ACC and then make more in your new league. Mm-hmm. No, it wouldn't work that way. If 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 you go to your new league and that league cuts you a check for a hundred million, that goes right back to Greensboro. <laughs> You're not going to make any money in a new league. The 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 grant of rights is lock solid. There's an exit fee which is three times the annual revenue, okay? And that's one document. And then the grant of rights, which goes for 14 more years. Now, I think that someone eventually could challenge it in court, right? Eventually. Not quite yet. And the reason you say, well, not quite yet, is because the SEC hasn't made a pitch for Clemson. They've said the opposite. We're staying at 16, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Eventually, someone will challenge the grant of rights in court uh, because... They're going to say, we have a friendly judge, <laughs> right? right? Yes. The judge is going to make the yes. decision as a diehard Clemson fan, okay? That's still really expensive. And let me ask you this. Do you think anybody has more money than Texas? Do you no. think anybody has, more better, has no. better lawyers than Texas? No. Do you think anybody they're could the, get a friendly judge in its own state more than Texas? <laughs> What's Texas, Absolutely what, not. what's Texas doing right now? They're waiting three They're, years. They're not going to yeah, challenge the grant, right? Yeah. Right. And it's less occupied than the one in the ACC. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I think the, the thing to look at, yeah, money is the issue. Money is the issue. And Matt Brown, who's a columnist and a reporter for Extra Points, does not get a lot of, of publicity but deserves to. Matt does a really nice job. You know, he talked about, if you look at the numbers, how much money Ohio State makes, it's one of the biggest athletics spenders in all of college sports. They bring in more money than just about anybody. I think A&M is ahead of them in Texas, but Ohio State does great, hundred and something million dollars. But if you look at it, and Matt points this out, Clemson spends more in football than Ohio State. In fact, Clemson spends more in football than most people in the SEC other than Alabama. And you might mm-hmm. say to yourself, well, wait a minute. Doesn't Alabama and the SEC have way more money than Clemson? Well, the answer is yes. Uh, but why does Clemson spend more money? How can they do it? Well, the answer, Rick, is the number of sports. Uh, the, the, the SEC only offers 21 sports. They only offer nine men's sports. 
and 12 women's sports. 21. The ACC offers 14 men's sports and 14 women's sports. Okay? Right. So if you're in the ACC, you're spending money on sports like men's soccer and men's and women's lacrosse and field hockey and wrestling. And some schools have rowing, right? Right, right. SEC doesn't give a hoot about men's soccer. There's no, there's no scholarships. You don't have to worry about. So they have more money, right? And 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 they don't have as many sports. And I think and Clemson is kind of similar to that, right? Clemson just added a few sports, but they don't have they don't have every sport that the ACC offers. They've decided to focus on what sport. Right. That's a great point. Yeah, it's football, football, football. Yeah. So it, you know, it's great to have uh, a. A Stanford-like athletics program, or Boston College, or your, you know, you have thirty-something sports, but you only have to have sixteen. And in the SEC, they only offer twenty-one. So I think how you spend the money is just as important of how much, how much you have. And I guess that's true in life too, right? We all, we yeah, all, we all it know is. people that are multi-millionaires and, and they don't have any money left. I, <laughs> Live beyond their means, right? Right. And, and, and I'm not saying that ACC athletic schools are doing that. I'm saying Clemson has shown us how to do it. Keep your keep the number of sports offerings small, and and focus your money on football if if that's your goal. And I don't know that everybody in the ACC's goal is that, right? Some athletic directors will say, well, yeah, but we don't want to be Clemson. We want right. to be more like Stanford. We want to be a, a program that can win men's and women's soccer. ACC is women's, uh, SEC is women's soccer. We want to have a rowing championship. We want to have volleyball championships. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. I think, I think sure. you know lacrosse is really important at a lot of ACC schools like Carolina and Duke and Syracuse and Virginia. Okay, so I, I it, it's a different conference with different perspectives, but you're not going to see Clemson add at a lacrosse team. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Bill Roth in the Roth Report here. We're live from the uh, U Club. And, you know, you talk about uh, stability and being able to maintain. The one thing the ACC is going to have to deal with, though, is trying to figure out how to make up, even if their league membership, as you're saying, is not going to be challenged. They're going to have to figure out a way to make up that deficit, though, right, when the new TV, TV deals are signed by the SEC and the Big Ten. That's going to be and quite Notre a distraction. deal's up in 25, too. Correct. Yeah. You know, everyone, I know a lot of people have criticized Swafford the former commissioner, John Swafford, for this deal. Um, mm-hmm. He had to go long-term to get the ACC network launched. Um, and right now, the grant of rights is, is really important, and, and, and that, that document is what's holding the league together. I would challenge, and everyone says, well, they made a mistake by going so many years, all the way to 2036, and, and to get the ACC network done, he had to do it, okay? And, 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 I, and I would suggest this to anybody. If, if you think that you can have an agency go out and get a better deal for the ACC right now than the one that's in place. Have at it. I don't know that it that it's worth what ESPN's paying. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. It's a great point. Well, we had you know, they, they had a lot of good people. They you know it wasn't John you know. Dean Jordan, there, there were a lot of people involved in that negotiation. And, and right. let me say this. It was a friendly room. John Skipper and ESPN, they're, they're, they're ACC guys. This this wasn't like they, they, they put John Swafford in a headlock and made him sign a bad deal. Um, well, 
We had our mutual that would friend be up on. For, you know, you might be able to get the same, but I don't know that you're going to get a substantially better deal in 2022 than the one they originally signed. Right, right. Dave Hunsiker was on with us, and, you know, he's down there in Big 12 country, and he believes that the, the two things that may happen, uh, maybe Notre Dame, but he thinks that the Big 12 will finally, and the Pac-12 may make a decision. That may be the limit of what we see in terms of future expansion anytime soon. What do you think about that? We have to wait 12? and see what Notre Dame does. We have to wait and Everybody's see. Everybody's waiting on that, yeah. 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 And, and Notre Dame doesn't have to do anything. They, 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 they can cut their own deal in 25. Right. They can... Uh, sit patiently and I think that there's there's going to have to be a, 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 a coming to agreement I mean Notre Dame was all you know Notre Dame and Jack Swarbrick put together this playoff that the ACC in part nixed right right so Notre Dame is is kind of what everyone's watching right now but but you're not going to wake up tomorrow and, and the ACC is splintered so yeah, it feels like it's going to stay stabilized for the immediate future, no doubt about it. Yeah. He is Bill Roth. It's the Roth Report. We are live from the U Club. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get the latest on the SMA from Bill. Also, his Baker team game of the week and the NRV Heart Clinic top three. All that's coming up as we roll along with Bill Roth and the Roth Report from the U Club here on a Wednesday. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment the destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club of vt.com. This is Rick Watson, voice of the Radford University Highlanders and host of Big Dog Sports Talk. Let me tell you about my friend Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster. If you are looking to buy or sell here in the NRV, I can think of nobody better to take care of your real estate needs than Louise. She's meticulous, very detail-oriented, and will work to make what can be a very stressful time as stress-free as possible. Call Louise today for all of your real estate needs. You'll be glad you did. For more information, go to nrvhomes.com. That's nrvhomes.com At St. Jude, researchers are working around the clock to find new ways to combat the deadliest childhood cancers. This is a St. Jude moment. My name is Joel, and I was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, which is bone cancer, and I came to St. Jude as a seven-year-old because doctors had discovered a tumor in my right shoulder. St. Jude was amazing early on. You know, even as a seven-year-old, they found a way to explain it to me, to have other people talk to me, that by the time I walked out of here seven months after the amputation, I was fully adjusted using my left arm, you know, so I could jump right back into school and have no qualms or no worries about that at all. So I'm lucky enough to be married to Lindsay, uh, who is also another 
former St. Jude patient who I actually met at a St. Jude event. She was in the middle of her treatment. Um, I had finished mine just a couple of years before and just told her I loved her. Luckily, she reciprocated, told me the same thing back, and we were fortunate enough to get married on the St. Jude campus. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics Program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we are here live from the U Club here at Virginia Tech as uh, Bill Roth joins us from Florida. The SMA update, Bill, what's going on with the group? I'm so excited to talk about a young man by the name of Clint McLeod who graduated from our program in May of 21. He got a job as a reporter in Michigan this past week. He also anchored for the first time as well. But the story with Clint McLeod, Rick, is that this is the ultimate hokey. This is the ultimate buy-in to Utprosum. He's also a volunteer <laughs> fireman in his community. And we've done a big story. It's on the university's website. You can find it today. Uh, they put it out last night. But you can find it today. Clint McLeod. There's a picture of him standing next to his fire truck wearing his helmet. And then you scroll down, and there's a picture of him on the news set with his... Uh, he won Reporter of the Year in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And I just think it's so awesome where you have a guy that, you know, two years ago, he's just a college junior. Can I really make it in this business? And not only is he making it, Rick, he's making an impact in his community. So I'm really psyched for Clint. He was one of those kids that was always a leader in group settings, and everyone yeah, gravitated yeah. to him in the classroom and now he's doing that in a community in Michigan where he didn't know anyone he uh, know anyone he just went started this job and now he's a star both on the air and on a fire truck oh that's very cool well see there your your program expanding beyond just uh, the basic broadcast that's very cool very cool hey we have a, a good friend of yours and, and a friend of mine and a friend of always lifetime for the virginia tech program with us now uh the coach bud foster here with us coach how are you i'm doing good rick how you doing bill coach good morning <laughs> to you yeah good, good morning. morning i only get up for one person nowadays and that's you <laughs> just want you to know that so uh but uh, hey it's uh, uh it's great to have you back on the air um you know uh yeah, we're really excited uh to see you back i know you've been back on campus but now to to be back in front of the hokies and, and be the voice of the hokies is really exciting it feels like old times you're just not gonna get me on the field now i may sit by you every now and again but you're not gonna get me back out on that field <laughs> i would you're always welcome in the booth. You know that, right? Well, I appreciate that. And you're, so for those that don't know, Bud's been amazing uh, at, at Hokie Clubs. And one of the real cool highlights for me this summer, or I guess it was this spring, was uh, Coach Pry and Bud spoke at an event where uh, former players from all eras, Rick, former players came back and our current players had business cards printed up. And it was it was a professional networking Thing. Wow, and uh, and uh, James Hargrove, who uh, <laughs> talking with our goal line player. stand, goal line stand against Morgantown against yep. uh, oh Major Harris made a big stop right there. You yeah, know, and, that's, and you but, throw that. I had to interject that. I'm sorry. No, that's yeah. crazy. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Photograph. West Virginia has the ball inside the three. It might have been on the one. Oh, I don't remember how yeah. they're about to score, and. Uh, 
Grover comes, they, they run a play, and somehow James comes up with the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that really was a tremendous um, event, and that's something that we're going to continue to do. You know, Samantha Stewart has been uh, big as far as uh, player engagement now and, and former player engagement. And that's kind of one of my roles, too. But uh, it's really cool to see um, – uh, former players, former student athletes coming back, giving back, um, you know, giving their experiences, um, you know, to our guys that are really, really ready to take that next step uh, once, you know, life after football. So, uh, you know, that's, that's that was a tremendous event. It's just getting started. And I think that thing's going to continue to grow and get better. And, and uh, so I'm excited about that. And, and there's going to be good things with that, you know, down the road. It's like, you know, it's Hokies helping Hokies. That's what, that's what it's all about. You know, there's guys that, you know, we all remember Vince Fuller, what an amazing player he was. Right and yes, blocking a running a punt back again, a block kickback against West Virginia, but seeing him in a suit and tie as a lawyer, that yes. is just as impactful on current undergraduate football players slash students, isn't it? Well, without a doubt, without a doubt, and seeing those guys in in their uniform after uh, you know after football, you know the one thing that's really cool about Vinny was you know he played eight years in the NFL, so you know he continued to pursue his goals of life after football, you know while he was uh, you know playing in the NFL, and that that makes a statement about you know his uh, his vision. You know, sticking to your goals, uh, you know, those type of things, um, you know, that it takes not only to be successful on the field, but it shows that, you know, it allows you to be successful, uh, you know, off the field. And I think that's the one thing that is great, so great about our game and is the, that it does prepare you for a lot of things in life off the field you know the in my opinion and and uh and sports does that but uh mm-hmm. you know football uh, to me is probably the toughest of all of them in my personal opinion just what it demands but uh you know that's what life demands too there's a lot of things that go along and you know uh to being successful and uh you know uh, uh, it was cool for those guys to give back and, and be a part of this thing and and uh like i said it's just getting started and, and looking forward for so you know exactly. bigger, you know better things down the road we so can use that west virginia love, game i was gonna say we can use that west virginia conduit. game for the baker team game of the week <laughs> yeah I, I, we're yeah. getting to that we're getting to that bud's not only a conduit to the players in the past and an, an, an incredible hall of fame coach and a legendary coordinator yes. uh for tech but his impact in tech football program and the tech community continues isn't that amazing it's it's you know, it's a, it's, it a di- it's a different role, but in some ways it's just as important because well, he, yeah. he he's making such an impact on guys' lives. Well, I appreciate that, Bill. You know, in, in our livelihood, obviously, when you're here as a football coach is to win football games. And, you know, but obviously, too, uh, in my, my opinion, my mission was to develop young people to be the best they can be, you know, in all aspects of their life. And, and uh you know, luckily, I feel like we've we've made an impact. You know, myself and several other you know guys involved for years. I just got a, and I don't know if this has been out publicly, but one of I won't even say his name because one of my former players is going to be inducted in the in the Hall of Fame coming up this this coming class, and reached out to me and was just incredibly 
gracious and and said some very kind words and 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 that's to me that's what makes it special but yeah you know I, i'm proud that the that uh, and honored number one that the university and you know tim sands and and uh Whit babcock would uh feel strongly enough about me to keep me around and feel like i had value uh, you know to the to the department to the university to the program and and you know I, i'm really grateful to that and i still feel like i have a lot to give i just can't do it for uh uh, that grind that it takes on the football field on a, on a, on a yearly basis. But, um, you know, we had a great run and I, you know, there's exciting times ahead and I'm still excited to be a, a you know, be a part of it. Well, you stay tuned because coming up, we have a top three that involves you. That's a sponsored okay. segment that's coming up. So that's please right. don't go anywhere. Okay. All right, what about your Baker team game of the week? I was suggesting maybe the goal line stand. We could go back in time that uh, Coach Foster's talking about, but what you have for your Baker team game of the week this week, Bill? So, so it's, this is that time of year where you got to, Remember two weeks ago, the Baker team game of the week was a Tech-UVA recruiting battle, right? You've got to be a little creative. But I think this week, so the the Open, the, by the way, you can't call it the British Open because the the folks over there get really upset about that. It's just the, the open. open. Absolutely. The open. In fact, if you watch on TV, my guy Mike Tarico is over there. At no point will you see the word British Open. Right. It's it's the Open. The Open. Mm-hmm. It's at St. Andrews, the old course at St. Andrews in Scotland. Right. right. And so right. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be it's a, it's a great field, even though some guys have been are not playing because they're in the live event. But the best golfers are in this. Uh, I, I'm excited to see Rory McIlroy play this weekend. And I it would not shock me if Tiger is in the hunt on Sunday. I, I hope. I saw Tiger's practice round yesterday. I was, I was I was riding a bike in the fitness room and saw his practice round and saw his press conference. And he was talking about the old course there and saying that it can play as easy as any course in the world, but also it can play as, as hard as any clo- course in the world just because of the wind. And it changes from, I didn't realize this, it changes from tides. It changes so much. And he was saying, Saying one year he played the golf course, every hole was into the wind, and uh, he said even yesterday he hit a six iron, which I don't know how far Tiger could hit a six iron. Yeah. I'm sure longer than about anybody else, particularly in his prime. But he said he hit a six iron into this short par three because the wind was blowing so hard. But uh, yeah, I think uh, you know to me. Golf is one of those most challenging sports. Uh, those guys are incredibly talented. And, uh, yeah, I think Tiger will be in the hunt. You know, he doesn't have many more. This place is special to him. It is. He's yeah. won there a couple times. And uh, uh, I'm excited to watch, you know, like you said, it's not the British Open. It is the, the Open. Open. And right. it being the 150th anniversary of, you know, of, of uh, the Open uh, tournament, I think it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a special, special time. And it'll be a... A great event to watch this weekend. So even if you're not a golfing fan, you should you should tune in because I think it's gonna it's gonna be a special uh, weekend. All right, before we finish up the Ross report, it's time now for the NRV Heart Clinic. Bill's top three. Three, two, one. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's top three, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. All right, we're going back in time, aren't we, Bill? This is going to be well, good. Th- so Coach first Foster of all, I thought this was going to be a really good idea, and then <laughs> it became it became really hard. So, Coach, every, every week I, I come up with my personal top three, and it could be everything from, like, top three coconut shrimp restaurants to top oh, three so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. to top three, you know, NFL tailbacks, whatever. 
today, I knew you would be here, so I'm like, let's do Bud Foster's top three games defensive okay. performances. And you oh. probably remember them better than I do, so that's that's. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious so, to hear yours, and, and I'll have the input. So this, well, first of all, this was impossible. This is like trying to go back over 30 years and pick the the top three Miss U.S. Miss Americas, like <laughs> because first of all, there was you know you it, the yardstick is different. Like some teams had elite defenses, but I you can go back and look at it. Like some of Tech's best defensive performances might have been in in years where maybe it wasn't a great defense at the beginning of the year, but by the end of the season, they were great. So it was really hard to do. They're like six years or seven in a row, the Tech had a shutout. You know how hard it is to get a shutout? So, Oh, I know, I know. So, so this was hard to pick three, but these are the three I came up with. All right. Okay. Go three, two, one. Number three, Cincinnati in the Orange Bowl, coached by Brian Kelly. They had a guy, Marty Gilliard. They had an explosive offense. They and, did. They really they did. They scored. This is the Orange Bowl now. They scored. On, Cincinnati scored on its first possession and didn't score again. Did not come close. Hokies held them to seven points. Uh, the highlight of the game for me, Orion Martin had an interception. He did. You tell you know. Now you bring that up. I brought a little zone pressure, and we dropped our end, and and uh, you know put a little pressure on the quarterback, and he dumped it to him and made a nice play. Uh, Orion did, and uh, you know that football team, uh, and even uh, you guys like Orion, who came in as a walk-on guy, and you know it was just really uh, cool to see him develop and grow as a football player, but was a big, big part of our success, uh, you know, that season. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, you know, uh, they were ex- extremely explosive. Uh, uh, really talented all the way around on both sides of the ball, and and uh, said they went down and scored. And then after that, we kind of you know, we dialed up a couple things, and um, you know we were able to get after them a, a, a good bit. But that was a that was a you know from the second quarter on was a was a dynamic performance by that group of young men. So going through this, I mean, Tech won a game at Miami against a great team with they had Edger and James, and they, Tech just knocked them around. I mean, there were there's so many, but. Number two on my list was the Louisville Gator Bowl, which a lot okay. of people probably don't talk about a lot. That was a very explo- that was a great offensive team, and you talk about bringing the heat uh, to that. Both of those quarterbacks, the Louisville quarterback ended up playing with with gauze coming out of his nose. Yeah, you know, and that that, uh, <laughs> that was one though. Yeah, and that, and I will say this: that group of that that football team, that Gator Bowl team, we were really, really talented. We really were. I guess what we lost, um, we lost in the ACC championship game. I guess was at the Florida State that year. Correct. <laughs> Maybe and and uh, probably shouldn't have, but that was a that was one of those ugly games that by both teams that that, that year in the in the. ACC championship game, but our football, we were a really, really talented football team, and I remember Louisville was extremely talented. Now, they lost their quarterback, I, th- I think, and so they brought in their backup, and that, for me, kind of, to start the game, I think, for me, that was something that we needed to test him and test him early, and we did, and we were able to hit him, and several times, like you said, I think we might have broke his nose, and <laughs> and besides, his will, you know, on top of that, but uh, 
you know, um, that really was a uh, that was a great group of kids. You know, probably I think that was in that time when I won the Broyles Award and we went maybe back to back number one defense in the country. But uh, that was an extremely talented bunch of football players that really uh, worked hard, bought into the lunch pail mentality. Um, but really demanded a lot out of each other. And there was high expectations amongst that group uh, to go out and perform, not just on game day, but to do it every day and practice and develop that those habits that they felt like could make them really, really special. And it did, you know. And uh, it would have been interesting to see with that group of kids, you know, in a playoff system today uh, or back in that day, oh, you know, how yeah. it is today, you know, how we could have maybe figured it in a, in a couple ways. But that defense was definitely good enough to play even today, I mean, as good as anybody in America at that time, that that three or four year stretch with that group of kids. But that was a that was a great win against a really dynamic football team, um, you know, and a well coached football team. And then to come up with number one now, now yeah, some- I'm curious to see this one because I've got mine. <laughs> okay, now, but I'm I'm curious to hear yours. Okay, so again, I didn't know what yardstick to use. For example, so Rick. Tech played the game against Boston College in the rain at home. And BC mm-hmm. had a really good team, and their quarterback is a guy who you probably remember named Matt Ryan. That's correct, and, yes. And that, and, and, but they got a rematch a few weeks later in the ACC championship game. And Tech did a great job, won the game. Uh, Xavier Adibi had an interception that clinched it at the end and sent the Hokies to the Orange Bowl. BC was really good and had an elite Lord. quarterback. But that's not number one. I was going to say, you know, let me say this. I tell you what, I thought we played the game that that uh, that BC beat us. We played as good a football defensively that game. You know, they beat us on the last play of the game, if you remember. But it was we held them in check all game, and uh, you know that was one of my most. Uh, you know, I, I won a lot of football games here and lost not nearly as many. Thank goodness. <laughs> Because, you know, I remember a little bit of those wins, but I got a lot of scars from those losses, you know. And that BC loss, that particular one, that was uh, that one hurt me, you know, because I thought we played so well. And we gave up really about one play when it was all said and done, you know. And, uh, uh, and it cost us the game. And that's how important playing, the, you know, defense is at this level, you know, that every play is so critical. But anyway, I thought we – that was a, a great comeback. We had a – we had a chip on our shoulder when we played BC in the ACC championship game. So, uh, but we, 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 we couldn't wait for a rematch. I can tell you that, but I'm anxious to hear your number one. Like I said, I know what mine is and I'm, oh, I think we're probably going to agree when it's all said and done. Well, I don't So I, I, this was really hard for me because the 95 Texas game. True. Which they had the all time leading rusher in the sport <laughs> uh, at the sugar bowl. Um, right. But, but, Here's what I went with, um, and and this this goes longer more than again. This wasn't a team that ended up great, but for that night, this is a team that went on to win the national championship. It had an elite head coach. It had an elite offensive coordinator who then became the head coach at Texas. It had NFL dudes all over the place, and. And I, I, I still think that every time you go into a bar or a restaurant in Ohio and they talk about the greatest Ohio State team ever, <laughs> uh, Urban Meyer's national championship team that finished, was it 14-1, and 13-1? And, mm-hmm. and the one game 
was the biggest crowd to ever see a game at Ohio State with all Big Ten and All-American and NFL guys all over the roster. And for that one night, Tech went in there and beat them. And so yeah. that's my number one. Well, that's that's a good choice. That wasn't mine, but uh, <laughs> I'm curious to hear yours. No, but that was a that was a tremendous win. Um, you know, I thought that was a team for us. Um, you know, that underachieved a little bit when it was all said and done. Uh, you know, we just uh, as the year went along, I think that year we might have was that what year was that was 14 or 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, we ended up. Uh, I think we ended up six and six the regular season, or eight and five. I can't remember what year. What was seven and six, or uh, eight and five, or somewhere in that range towards the end of Coach Beamer's tenure. But uh, I really thought scheme? that was yeah, a team. What was the scheme that, that night? It was a you know we jumped into uh, yeah we jumped into the old Bear defense, old forty six defense, and uh, you know we studied. And Torian Gray did a great job of you know kind of uh, coordinating that with the back end. What we were going to try to do as far as get the ball, because Ohio State wanted to spread you out and run the football. You know, everybody thinks you spread it out to throw the ball and stuff, but they spread you out to run the ball. And uh, we wanted to get the ball off the perimeter, you know. And so uh, they had great running back, you know, Ezekiel Elliott. The quarterback ended up. Um, Oh, getting hurt. Well, he came back the next year, but played receiver, and they brought in the young, the young guy. And uh, so we were going to have this plan either way. And but we did, we didn't want to get Ezekiel going and keep keep the ball in the quarterback's hand, believe it or not, but also keep him in a phone booth was kind of our, and then beat him up a little bit. And so we got him behind the sticks and, you know, then we, we brought our pressure package and, you know, I think we ended up having like seven or eight sacks and about three picks and, you know, uh, uh, defining moment, um, you know, when we had to pick six to the, you know, for, uh, yeah. And, yeah. uh, but it, it was, it was a great win against a great football team and one of the premier programs in all of college football in the history of college football. And, and, uh, and so it, it showed, you know, we had several games that, you know, we, we showed that we deserved to be on that stage and, 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 um, you know, I, like I said, I just, I felt like we didn't follow through though the end of with that season that we didn't build on that and and uh, like we could have. But at the end of the day, it was a great win. I was going to say it was the against your alma mater, uh, the Syracuse game. Uh, I'll tell you, there's two Syracuse uh, up here when we beat them. I think it was 62 to nothing, <laughs> yeah. maybe, and they were a top uh, five or six football team. We were a top five or six football team, and uh, you know Blacksburg and Lane Stadium was electric, and you know we just rolled sevens both offensively, defensively, or and 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 in the kicking game. So, in all uh, a trifecta, so to speak. And then the other game for me that was really really special, and you'll remember this, was when we went down to Clemson and mm-hmm. beat well beat them 38 to nothing um and uh in death valley it was kind of one of those games we just um you know whatever we did was going well you know and defensively and and 
and like I said, there's several others, but, uh, you know, the Syracuse game to me, just because that was a league game, I had the utmost respect for Syracuse and, and Paul Pascaloni and that program and, and uh, you know, what they were all about. And we had some tremendous battles with them. Miami, obviously, West Virginia, B.C., and the old Big East. But, uh, you know, it seemed like uh, Syracuse was a nemesis there for a number of years, and that was just a, a great, great win. Yeah, you know, that was in 99. The, the game in 98, of course, was the game where Syracuse won on the final play. Yeah, you would have to bring that up again. I told you, I told you, I have a lot of scars. And you know what? To be honest with you, Bill, that's probably the biggest scar right there. Uh, it's the biggest one. Wow! But then the next year, yeah, sixty-two nothing. It's still to this day the largest margin of victory by one ranked team over another in the history of the AP poll. Sixty-two yeah. points. Is that the closest to a perfect game that you can play? It, it, it probably was. It probably was, you know. And, and just um, I kind of remember we dialed in a couple blitzes. And, you know, there's analytics involved when you start talking about uh, percentages and, and tendencies and things of that nature. But a lot of it when you're calling a game is a lot of feel and, and uh, instincts and things of that nature. And that game was probably and then like maybe even the cincinnati game after that first drive i think instincts took over and kind of i had a feel for you know um just had a feel you know it was kind of those feel games you just uh i feel like they were doing this and i ran this and that's what they did and we stopped them so it was kind of you know uh it just one of those that all fell in place but it was when a, he's saying when, when bud is here saying they he's think he's talking about guys like brian kelly and bobby petrino right 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 i yeah, i yeah. love that because i you know you know petrino and kelly they're down there calling the play and yep. and, and you could kind of see them get a little frustrated <laughs> Yep, yep. That was always the fun part. You know, and I will say this. I do right now, um, you know, um, had a great run. I do miss, um, you know, relationships. And, you know, I still being involved here, I get to keep those, which is really, really cool. But I do, being a competitor, I do miss um, competing against, you know, certain people. Yeah, I bet. I was going to say You know, yeah, um, yeah. certain programs. Um you know, there's tremendous challenges. Now, Paul Johnson's one. I'm glad he's retired. I don't have to deal with him again. But, uh, you know, it's uh, – but there are. You know, I do miss that, you know, being a competitor, certain certain programs, certain people, guys you have the utmost respect for because you know they're going to come and, and play their very best. And we're going to have to play our very best to, to, to win the football game or at least give ourselves a chance to win the football game. And I do miss that part of it. I miss having you there, man. I, you know, Rick. I don't know. This is this is a an interesting. Uh, Hokies are playing Tennessee in the uh, Chick Fil A Bowl, and that was the one year that Coach Kiffin, Lane Kiffin, was coaching Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And it's New Year's Eve, and this was at the Georgia Dome. They've moved to the new stadium now, back at the Georgia Dome, and Hokies have this one. Tech, I thought Tech, Tech, Tech was the better team and had better players and. Um, had that was a really good football team yeah. then too. Yes, it was. That was yeah. a good football team. You guys had done a really nice job. And um, it's always good when you beat an SEC team in, in a bowl game, especially in Atlanta, all those things. And, and so there's like, I don't know how much time's left in the game. The game's essentially over. Tennessee's got the ball at like midfield. I don't know, like four seconds left. I don't know if you remember this, bud, but Tennessee calls timeout. <laughs> they want to take one more shot at the end zone. Do you remember this? Yep. Yeah, I do. And I'm like, why is Tennessee calling timeout? Like, and Bud's like, all right, if you're running a play on offense, 
we're going to run a play on defense. Exactly. Exactly. Here comes the here comes the blitz. Here comes the blitz. <laughs> well, that's ended. like I said. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna let Lane dictate to me what uh, he was planning on doing. You know, so we were playing well defensively. So I just said, let's finish this thing. If he wants to go one more blow, let's finish it. Let's give him a knockout punch. You know, and, so and, and we did. Yep, the Tennessee senior quarterback. Uh, his, his, he he ends his career. Getting knocked down and knocked out and spending. <laughs> the teams are shaking hands and the trainers are trying to wake the poor kid up. Yeah, yeah. Nothing against him. I think Lane, I think Lane wanted to fight me after that game, but I mean, he, you know, he's the one that, you know, he, right. he put his hand out there and I put mine. So got to counter. Finish. Have to exactly. Counter. Exactly. Uh, well, great that, stuff. Well, Bill, so enjoy many your week. We could spend an yeah. hour on this. So I'm just so glad, you know, Bud. Bud taught a lot of kids uh, technique, and and and, but he was on our radio shows all the time, and I learned so much football from Bud Foster. You know, we think we know stuff because we watch games for decades, and 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 Bud was always great. (laughs) If I would stop by a meeting room, he'd explain something to me because I clearly don't know anything about it, and and. Explain to me what they're doing, like with Georgia Tech. Like, explain to me what they're doing on offense. How should I describe this? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah. Or, or what do you want to call this? Because, um, you know, explain to me what what your whip is and how it's changing, or, or or how you do defense. And the one year I went to UCLA, it's funny. I had some notes, and Jim Mora was the coach, and Tom Bradley, and they were asking me about Bud. Like, you know, we don't do field and wide, uh, field and boundary. Uh, our defense is different, except except in certain situations, we're going to play that Virginia Tech defense, right? Yeah, Other people yeah. copied it. Um, but I couldn't explain it. I said, if you if you really have a question about what the Bud's doing, just call Bud. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, looking forward to seeing you soon, Bill. And, uh, you know, the football season's right around the corner. The kids are here. You know, I come in and work out a little bit here and there. And I know this, the uh, Coach Pry and, and his staff and the strength staff is doing a tremendous job getting these kids in great shape. And there's a lot of inter- you know a lot of excitement around here right now. And obviously we have to do it on the field. But uh, I'm excited about the direction where the program is. And, and I think this is a good fit. Coach Pry being here is a good fit. I think part of this place is about being a good fit. And uh, not to say anything negative about Justin Fuente. I, I, I worked for Justin, a fine man, and good football coach coach in his own right it just didn't work out and the way we wanted to but um, I, I do think uh, you know Brent understands the uh, the culture here not just the football culture that's not I mean everybody understands the football culture here but it's it's the culture of the Hokie Nation and the community and, and a coach investing into that uh, himself and you know this business is hard enough as it is and they're going to be behind you when you're winning but when you're having a couple tough days uh, you know you want them with you then too and and I think Brent identifies that and I think that's where you see an excitement and enthusiasm that it's not that he graduated from here but he spent a lot of time here and it's kind of one of their own and I think people are embracing that and, and are excited about the future so yeah, I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to hearing you uh, call the game yeah. it's kind of one of my excitement things I get to do that you know now on a road game I don't have to be on the road but I'll listen to it on my in my boat you absolutely. know so I can tell you that <laughs> absolutely absolutely all right Bill stay I'm not safe sure. I don't want to be stuff. on the boat with you let's just let burn up there, <laughs> hey let, let's see if we can do that I, you know I always thought you know everything's being done remotely now maybe we can do it from the uh, remotely the from boat. the boat just how about just, that yeah why not why not oh boy 
Thanks, Coach. Right. Great to talk with you, bud. Have a great, great week, guys. Okay. You right. too, Bill. Take care, buddy. Coach, it's great. Thanks. I appreciate you sitting in so much. It's great yeah. to see you. Well, again, thanks man. for having me on, guys. I appreciate it and, and look forward to spending more time with yeah, you. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Thank you so much for everything you've always done for us. And again, it was great to see you down at Radford at our game. Yeah, that was that a lot was of fun. Look, but uh, but thank you guys and uh, enjoy the rest of your summer. And, yeah, and too, let's man. get ready to kick this thing off right. before long. We'll talk right. soon again, Coach. Okay. Right, man. Take, Take care. care. You look great, by the way. Man, there you go. That's Coach Take Foster. Care, Bill. One final break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up from the U Club after this. Stay with us. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club of vt.com This is Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. As spring turns to summer, our thoughts turn to outdoor grilling. Remember Buffalo and more for your fresh buffalo burgers, hot dogs, and steaks. Let Connie fix the sides, slaw, potato salad, macaroni salad, and many other selections. Miss Reba's dessert will finish out a great meal. Buffalo and more, Reiner Road in Reiner, Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda remind you to shop local. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. <laughs> 